Welcome back to the Bush League Podcast. I am your co-host, Dalton Thompson. He is Zach Ashby. Howdy. And we are the Bush League Podcast, presented by ourselves. We need to work on uh, getting some sponsorship. Yeah, definitely so. Maybe we can reach out to some local St. Louis. Local St. Louis businesses are listening to the podcast and you'd like to sponsor us. I don't know what that entails. We'll definitely, you know, we'll, we'll read an ad. We'll we'll do whatever we got to do. You want us for a commercial, we're yours. We'll do it. <laughs> so uh, if, if there's any local business owners, even not even local, you know, if, if the CEO of a big company's listening. Uh, we'd be more than happy to promote your business as well. So, shout Mr. us out, DeWitt. Mr. Dewitt. If you uh, <laughs> if you're listening, we'd be more than happy to be sponsored by the team itself. So, um, Zach, how's it going? How are you? How are the vibes? Dalton, the vibes are immaculate. Uh, you know. Just can't wait to be home to go see some Cardinals baseball starting up here. Coming up. It is coming up. 50 days. 50 days until opening day. You know, that's exciting. I think this season's going to be pretty, pretty gnarly this year. I hope so. I, uh, I have high hopes. You know, I, I do think the Cardinals are going to be in a good position, but you're only as strong as the players coming up behind you. So, With that sentiment, this is going to be a very prospect-heavy podcast. We're going to be talking about the Cardinals' top five prospects as as stated on MLB.com's website. They just released their top 100 prospects list, and on that list is five Cardinals. So me and and, uh, and Zach, the wonderful journalist that we are, did some research, um, and, and we're going to bring you some in-depth analysis about these prospects and what to expect from them, when they're expected to be in the big leagues, and everything in between. So with that being said, you want to hop into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I'll start us off. Um, I, I, I'm going to start us off with the number 91 prospect in baseball right now. None other than the big sexy himself, Mr. Alec Burleson. He is a left-handed hitting corner outfielder. He plays some first base. We saw him at the end of last season. Um, you know, he he played in roughly roughly like nine games, uh, forty-eight at bats. Um, but he, you know, he didn't really contribute to the big league team last year. But that's not what we're looking at. We're looking at his production in the minors last season, and oh my God, this guy rakes. That is the moral of his story. He uh, he played 109 games in Memphis last season, um, had 143 hits, 20 bombs, 87 ribbies with a 905 OPS. That is slugging it. He is a hitter. I mean, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna pr- produce you know fielding. 
you know, ex- extremely. He's not extremely graceful on the base paths. He's not built with speed, but the man can hit. He hits very well, and he's a left-handed bat, which the Cardinals don't have a whole lot of right now. Obviously, we have Tommy Edmond and, and Dylan Carlson, who are switch hitters, which is great. But if you look at their splits, they are both better right-handed hitters. So not having the left-handed production in the lineup besides, you know, Brendan Donovan and Nolan Gorman, who are also also very young and, uh, you know, very, very green in the big leagues. You know, it's good having someone like Alec Burleson, who is who is almost strictly on the team to hit. Um, you know, he's uh, he was drafted in 2020. Um, really, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, four out of the five guys on our list that we're going over today were all drafted in that 2020 class. Yeah, 2020 and uh, 2021 for the most yep, part. Yeah, I think Gris- I think Graceffo was was drafted in 21. Burleson was drafted in 2020 out of ECU. Um, you know, he was a big slugger back then, and he is now. You know, he's he's going to be a. I think he's best used in a DH role. You know, maybe he'll he'll supplement Goldie whenever he needs a break, or um, you know, a corner outfield position. But I think he's best suited to be a, a DH. You know, and I could I could see him getting solid playing time in the Cardinals lineup as it is. You know, especially being left-handed. He can stick it, you know. Maybe he supplements really well behind Contreras, or or even in that like seven eight hole. You know, I I think he having made, a left handed bat with some pop he, in it. Yeah, uh, I think he he made his debut last September. Yep, yep. He was a September yep. call up, so yep. he you know he's very green. He's got a lot of time ahead of him, um, but I I definitely I definitely expect him to make that Cardinals opening day roster unless he just completely blows it in spring training, but we're going to see a lot of him in spring training. That would be my, my biggest, um, my biggest analysis overall is that we're going to see him a lot this, this spring training. And I would, I would even venture to say a lot in the starting lineup moving into the season. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he, he's a first baseman as well, correct? Or is he? Yep. Yep. He's corner outfield, a little bit of first, but, um, I think he's going to be best suited for that, um, you know, for that DH role. Yeah, DH. And then, you know, if, I mean, if there's a series coming up that, you know, that Goldie, he has a chance to recover a couple days and, you know, throw Burleson out there, see what he kind of does. So, yeah. Yep. I, uh, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very high hopes for Alec Burleson. What and and something too, I want to bring up because I saw this very very dumb trade proposal on uh, Twitter the other day. Did you see this? Was it Zach? the one for Edward Cabrera? For Edward Cabrera. Oh my god! Yeah, everybody's up, like, talking about players. how bad this trade is. Yeah, Bleacher Report. I forgot what the guy's name is. I don't want to butcher it or whatever, but. I mean, I went straight to his Twitter page right after, and I mean, all the all the uh, comment tweets were just absolutely just horrific. I mean, it's bad enough they there's an article on, um, there's an article off of Baseball Reference on here. It details the trade. the 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 main um, 
here's the trade right here. So the, the Cardinals would send Gordon Graceffo, our number 77 overall uh, or, or 79 overall uh, prospect, Alec Burleson, number 91 overall prospect, and Mason win our 50th prospect, along with Tyler O'Neill and Paul DeYoung. What world am I living in where a rookie pitcher would garner five household names essentially in Cardinals in, in Cardinals fandom? Yeah, I um I wonder I just wonder like just where some people just kinda under like I don't know. I understand Maybe it's hard it's, for me to explain. It's like two it's, weeks it's hard until, for me to put into words. Yeah. It's two weeks until spring training. So there's not a whole lot to write about, but I mean, I could have put Maybe together. Maybe it was attention sinking. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that was it. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I, I got a good chuckle out of that, and I just had to bring it up because it's involving three guys we're going to be talking about today. So, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, and if it does, I will be a different team's fan at the end of that. I'll be buying a lot of Marlins jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Might as well be the St. Louis Marlins or the Miami Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's about but, as much talent as they get. Yeah, that's. I mean, I know you're okay with them sending to Young, but anything yeah, else? for sure. That's, that's a little much for me. We'll trade Chisholm for DeYoung. I like that trade. I like. I'm submitting that trade and accepting that trade in MLB the Show tonight. I'm fired up. I just pre-ordered mine, so. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I actually haven't. I, I thought I did, and I told you this the other day. I thought I pre-ordered it, and all I did was sign up for the newsletter. So I need to go back and uh, I need to go back and pre-order it. You gonna get the captain's edition? Oh yeah, I'm, I let me. This is totally off topic with Cardinal stuff, but I am the biggest Derek Jeter hater of all time, and yeah, that biggest biggest cover, mid shortstop of all time. Oh. Dude, I could go. I we could have a whole separate podcast episode just hating on Derek Jeter. I won't <laughs> bore you with that, but I, that that cover that they released with him is awesome. That is a very very good cover. And now that they're they're, <laughs> yeah. um, they're they're integrating the Negro leagues in it too, that's gonna be yeah awesome. I hopefully uh, hopefully. Cool Papa Bell is in there. He's a St. Louis native. I, so um, I saw. Um, I was reading I the article today. Yeah, I was reading the article today. They're only putting eight players in season one. They're calling, you know, this first integration season one. Yeah. So next next year when they release twenty four, they're supposed to have uh, more players. Hopefully, the hopefully they're adding more into this. I would love to see Cool Papa Bell, Josh Gibson. I know they got Satchel Paige in there, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited. I'm really glad they're integrating those players into the game. It's it's a, obviously a very important part of baseball history. So having those guys included in the game is going to be really cool. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've ever been to the the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame, but it it's we played games there. Amazing in, in yeah, Kansas City. We, there, we were at that complex uh, two years in a row, my junior and senior year, that we played at the like they show it in like the wide oh, shot. Yeah, yeah. We played, we played a lot of games there. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. It, it's, it's a really it's really cool place. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, All righty. Let's, move on, on to, let's yeah. move on to number uh, 79. Take it away, Zach. Uh, Graceffo? 
Yes. Or we want okay. Let's roll with uh, Persefo. Let's go. Let's go up the list. We did ninety-one. Let's do seventy-nine, and then I'll do seventy-seven. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, so Gordon Crisepo, uh, he's a you know fifth round to twenty twenty-one uh, MLB draft out of Villanova. Um, he uh, he went from Palm Beach to Double A within a year, which is pretty pretty good. That's pretty. Um, and that's pretty pretty good. It, yeah, that's that's a pretty fast track for for a player. Um, he, he actually so a, he played in he played at Palm Beach in twenty one, and then he he got he started in Peoria last season, and then he moved yeah, his way up. And to he Springfield. moved up. Yeah, um, but in Double A last year, he went seven and four, um, a three nine four ERA. He started eighteen games with one complete game in that. Uh, 93.2 innings pitched with 83 strikeouts. Um, he had a 1.086 whip, and two of the the biggest stats that I've seen that kind of stood out was on baseball based on balls per nine, it was 2.3, and then uh, his strikeouts per nine is is eight flat. That's pretty. Uh, that's uh, pretty dominant. Yeah, and I and a little note I. Because I was watching some some highlight film or whatever, um, he has a lot of swing and miss stuff. Um, so I mean, yeah, you might get the ball and play, but from what I've seen, all from most of his highlights, I mean, it's a lot of like get right past you. You're gonna swing at it and miss. Um, not really touching the ball. Love it. Yeah, he he was. Uh... He was kind of an afterthought in that 2021 draft. You know, obviously, um, they they had a lot of, of bigger names in the front of that draft in those first few rounds. But Graceffo was kind of overlooked uh, in the grand scheme of things. But when he when he got called up in 20 or not called up, but when he started out in the in the minors, you know, in 2021, he was I mean, he was dominant. Yeah, yeah, he. um yeah, he's a he's an absolute tank on the mound. He, um, I mean, he's, he's just a big dude. Just, he's a yeah, he's a beast of a player. I mean, that just something that the Cardinals organization just always just looks for. Um, like like to see it. He'll probably go up to AAA this year. Um, as for I'd majors, he's probably got a. Yeah, he'll start in the yeah, AAA. As for, yeah, as for majors, he's probably got a year or two. I would probably bank on two. Uh, just kind of dependent on what we do with our rotation and and or relievers up in the big leagues, but um, well, but I mean, I his time, his time could come. His time could come sooner rather than later, especially knowing yeah. that the Cardinals have four to five free agents next season coming out of their starting rotation. You know, he he and and on MLB.com uh, in their prospect pipeline. The prospect rankings they have him is estimated time of arrival to be 2023 so we really? could see him in the majors next season yeah he might be um he might be like a september call up i could mid, see him mid, i could see him being 100 percent. i could see him being kinda, a september that was kind of like uh libertor right he or he came up in early summer i believe he was yeah he was right around the trade deadline i think yeah so yeah right right at um right at the very end of july then um yeah i mean that's all i got on gordon crisefo i love it yeah i Good think stuff. i think crisefo's got 
got stuff to stay in the in the rotation. Obviously, we want each of these guys to end up being an ace, but I think someone like Gordon Graceffo, you you could probably slot him in that two to three that two to three range of the the rotation for the next six years. You know, I, which is a, a invaluable trait. Yeah, and he. I mean, there's also the possibility, like, kind of what they did with Libertor last year was just kind of throw him in in, in the middle, um, right? Get a, get him some relief innings, and then once once you think he's ready, you know, get him a start against, you know, whoever, you know, Pirates. Orioles or yeah, Pirates, somebody. I think that's who. Um, I think that's who uh, Libertor had his first start against was the Pirates last season. Oh, really? I think so. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, I mean. It's a good launching pad. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we play everybody in the league this year, so, I mean. That is something that we haven't talked about that I'm really excited about. It's cool that we're opening our season up against the Blue Jays, a team that I haven't ever seen in person. You know, I that's super exciting. Yeah, and, uh, I mean. I, I got season weekend season tickets this year, so there's a couple of good weekend series I'm excited to look forward to, like the Yankees game. They play the Mets. Oh yeah, uh, on the weekend, so um, I'm definitely gonna be at those this year, so I can so, so I can see them. Love it. Very exciting stuff. Gordon Graceffo, number 79 overall. We'll move on to Mr. Markavian Tink. Hence, number 77 overall in the prospect pipeline via MLB the sh- MLB.com. I almost said MLB the show. But um, <laughs> he was drafted in 2020 as well in that stacked uh, draft class. Let me go back and look at that draft because I remember um, seeing that last season at all tw- – all, uh, five draft picks. I think we had five or six um, in that, that year. It was the shortened and condensed uh, draft. So we didn't, we didn't get the full, you know, 20, it's like what, 20, 20 rounds now, but um, in 2020, they, they condensed it to five or six, um, five or six rounds. But I remember seeing every draft pick the Cardinals had that season ended up being a, a very high-level draft or a high-level prospect in the Cardinals organization. Yeah. And everywhere they played, they pretty much promoted to whatever. And then in that Arizona Fall League, uh, there was actually, I think, Mason Wynn was one, Jordan Walker, and somebody else. Maybe it was McGreevy, but they were like all-stars in that, in that Fall yeah. League. Which is so here, here's the 2022 uh, draft right here. Um, so Jordan Walker was one, uh, obviously first round. Mason Williams second. Tink was a uh, competitive balance pick. Uh, Alec Burleson. Levi Prater, who uh, is still in the Cardinals organization, is a guy to look out for. He's a beast. Um, and then Ian Bedell, who is from uh, Mizzou. He's also a guy to look mm-hmm. out for. I think he got Tommy John last season. And then uh, LJ Jones, who is playing for Team Panama in the World Baseball Classic. He is also still in the Cardinals organization. So all of these guys have been retained and, and have um, have pretty high hopes for this upcoming season, you know, in one way or another. Mm-hmm. But that was looking back on that draft, that was a stacked draft class. 
coming from the yeah that was that was a big time so even even that condensed draft you know we we still ended up with some really solid guys that's something the cardinals do really well they just they draft really really well they played the long game for it it seems right Um, well and they and and the guys that they draft like it's not it's sometimes it's not always the the first through five rounders i mean there's there's uh there's guys they've drafted in the past that have come from those later rounds that have turned out to be dudes. I remember back in 2016, um, that's when I really started paying attention to those drafts and just you know looking through those. We drafted Zach Gallen in the third round. We drafted Tommy Edmond in the sixth. Andrew Kisner in the seventh. Um, Brady Whalen, who. Uh, got some big league time last year with uh, I don't remember who we got it with it wasn't with us but um, we drafted him Daniel Castano uh, another guy in the Cardinals organization I think he was a top 30 guy last year um, you know but the Cardinals just always do a really good job and Randy Flores the the main guy uh, who who does the scouting operations for the Cardinals uh, pitched with the Cardinals for a long time but has just completely revamped how they look at their draft their drafting so very commendable. Very, very, uh, very happy the Cardinals have figured out, you know, how to draft essentially. So moving on, as I said to Mr. Markavion Tink Hens, um, you know, he's 20 years old. His first season in the Cardinals organization, he was 18. He played in the uh, the rookie league. Um, didn't do very hot. Um, I think he was splitting time because he originally was a two way player. Uh, he was a middle infielder and uh, pitcher when he when they drafted him. So, you know, having uh, having him kind of pick one or the other, I think, kind of turned him into this excellent pitcher in the season he had last season. But um, in 2022, he was 19 years old and he played uh, low A the entire season. He pitched in 16 games. He started all 16 of them. 52 innings, gave up 31 hits, eight earned runs, 81 strikeouts, 81 tickets punched, and a whip of .87. That is domination. I think he picked the right position. His strikeouts, 100%. He was was in that same uh, boat with, like, Mason Wynn. I think Mason Wynn at Mm -hmm. one point was, like, kind of a two-way guy too, but – um, they kind of split. He Mason wins, obviously, a, a very good shortstop, as you'll talk about. But, um, you know, Tink is uh, a very, very dominant pitcher. And, and I kind of talked about this last episode. But, um, you know, he supplemented that super heavy sinker with – obviously, it's got some life, and he, he throws it in the high nines. But, um, you know, he was able to supplement that with a, a really dominant slider and a really good changeup. Um, which leads to the you know 13.9 strikeouts per nine, and uh, he doesn't walk a lot of guys either. It's a two two six uh, uh, walks per nine. So I mean he he's got good control. He's got good swing and swing and miss stuff. Um, I think his long term outlook is probably the back end of the bullpen. If I had to guess, just I, I've seen this before. I've seen this story before. Alex Reyes, Ryan Helsley. Um, you know, guys who start off in the starting rotation in the minors, they end up in the back end of that bullpen as very dominant, you know, eight, seven, eight, nine inning pitchers. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I like to think he could uh, 
be a mainstay in the rotation, and I, I hope he does. But, you know, it, being the Cardinals guy you go to for the eighth or ninth inning isn't anything of a scrub. You know, those are those are meaningful innings and, and guys who have that swing and miss stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tink Hintz is a, he's an animal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with uh, them being kind of on the um, – back inside i mean yeah he's a starting pitcher i mean you know who, who knows i mean maybe he'll that's what he turns out to just be is you know a starting pitcher um but yeah i can kind of see that like alex ray he's kind of built like alex reyes too um yeah just that tall i mean he's a, he's a he's six one one seventy five. so you know he's not he's not crazy tall but he's not he's like you said he's very lanky he's got a lot of uh He's got a lot of length in his, his, his wingspan, and, and obviously he's on the taller side. You know, I'd say anything over six foot is pretty is above average in height. You know, so uh, I, I don't know. I think he's going to be a really solid pitcher to supplement in that bullpen. Um, he might just, be like a, um, like, like a Reyes or a Cabby comes in kind of yeah. mid, mid to late innings. 100%. I, I yeah, could see like that happening five or eight. 100%. Well, I mean, yeah, if you go, go back and look at the the, um, the minor league stats of like Alex Reyes and Ryan Helsley and these guys, they all started out in in the uh, you know in the starting rotation when they were making their way up through the the ranks. So I'd venture to say that every dominant pitcher in the Cardinals bullpen at one point was a starter, and that's how they figure out the guys you know uh, that are most effective. Yeah, and. You know, uh, you know they they could be dominant for you know three or four innings, but you know if you're a starter, you need to be at least up there for five six. Uh, but right, uh, I mean if if you can go up there and dominate two three innings, get a couple strikeouts, you know, ground outs whatever, and you're better at that than going a full six. Like, dude, just like power you're a good to reliever. you, yeah. Like you're a you're a stable reliever. Go out there and just get outs, eat it up. Relievers get Save paid too. Yeah, exactly. So maybe yeah. I, I mean, like Tink Kens is. Yeah, I mean that could possibly that could possibly be a future for him. So only time will tell. He's young. He's twenty. So I mean, we're gonna see a lot of him in. Uh, you know, in coming up in the spring training and, and obviously throughout the season, I'd say he'll probably start in high A, maybe double A. He is, you know, he is 20, so he's got plenty of time to develop, kind of what we were talking about the other day. You don't want to you don't want to expose these younger, younger ball players too early. You want them to get good exposure to talent that's going to build confidence and allow them to grow even more. So I think uh, I, I would expect them to start in, in maybe high A ball. I mean, I can't even imagine being 20 and being drafted and yeah. going out there and just dom- – like, I mean, I was 20 when we were playing college ball, and I was like, I can't yeah. even believe I'm yeah. out here right now. But um, but to be drafted and playing for an organization like the Cardinals, like, it's it's probably got to be unreal. Probably fantasy-like. I, I- I would imagine he probably either grew up a Cardinals fan or a uh, probably a Braves fan or something. He he grew up in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, so you know he there was no uh, 
Yeah, I, I would call that Cardinals country. You know, I'd say either the Braves, Cardinals, or maybe a Texas team. So but maybe mm-hmm. you grew up a Cardinals fan. I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. Um, All righty, let's move on. Let's move on to number fifty. Take it away, Zach. All right. Um, we got Mason Wynn. He is a twenty-year-old, another twenty-year-old. Uh, from the 2020 MLB draft, he was a second rounder. Um, he has uh, multiple minors uh, seasons. Uh, he's got one season in Double A, two in A plus, uh, one in uh, just A ball. But uh, last year with the Double A Springfield Cardinals, he he played 86 games, uh, 89 hits, with 37 of those being extra base hits. Um, 28 stolen bases, so we got some speed. 50 base on balls, um, 258 average, 432 slugging, a 781 OPS. Um, I mean, absolute solid numbers for being in double uh, A. And then uh, he played in the Arizona Fall League as well for the um, – oh, man, I forgot. I'm blanking on the name now. But, uh, the Salt River, Salt yes, River Raptors. Yeah. Yeah, Salt River Rafters. Yeah, did a he had a two ninety four average, eighty one plate appearances, sixty eight at bats, um, in twenty games, a seven sixty OPS. So, pretty consistent with uh, number wise. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's an absolute animal. I think uh, with Evan Mendoza, he was their he was the Cardinals AAA starter. Um, he got dra- or he got traded, rather to the Padres, so that will probably leave Mason Wynn to probably promote up to AAA this year, um, and with our shortstop, with our shortstop situation with Beyong and you know you have your utility player, you got Edmund over there, with Mason Wynn being a straight shortstop, uh, maybe possibly end of the year call. Uh, Next year, beginning of the year, be up in the majors. But, I mean, he's an animal. I mean, he has – Justin Turner's his number one hater, throwing 100 miles per hour over the diamond. That was so uh, funny. But, I think uh, that was the, that, that was the day on Twitter that everybody agreed to hate Justin Turner. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like – when have you ever seen that? You've never seen that, right? So, like, why – why hate on? Why hate on him? The thing for, is with him is, I mean, it's very comparable to O'Neill O'Neill Cruz, right? O'Neill Cruz has the same, uh, the same demeanor, same same mentality. He chucks the ball across the infield as hard as he can. He's a six nine shortstop, <laughs> right? Someone like Mason yeah. Wynn, who's not even six foot tall, throwing it across the diamond. I mean, let's let's look out for the short kings. You know, if yeah, he's exactly. that thing across the diamond, I mean, let him. Let him do his thing. It was an all-star game, too. So, yeah, like, he's it showing was an all-star off showcase. the best. Yeah, like, I mean, come on. Like, he's, I don't know. Ju- I've that never was, been a Justin tough Turner scene for, Tough scene for Justin Turner. Uh, you know, he's, uh, I think he's definitely in the wrong. And uh, I think everybody agrees. So that's that's nice to know that uh, 
we got that to look forward to. I like the sentiment you kind of shared as well with uh, you know him getting called up later in the season. He's turning 21 in next month. Um, you know he's gonna be he's gonna be in a, a, a really good spot whenever it's his time. You know, obviously Tommy Edmonds playing short now, um, but besides Tommy Edmond, you know, where's our depth coming from as far as the middle infield goes? We have Paul DeYoung, yeah. but obviously. He he's got a lot to prove. Yeah, I mean, you have Young, Edmund, Gorman, uh, Donovan. There? Donovan. That's probably your four right there. But right, but I, mean, I would almost venture to say Donovan and Gorman will never touch shortstop. No, those are those are probably our two tr- true seconds. I mean, Edmund's a true second as well. But I mean, with with the Young after last year, after that half like the second half i was like i don't even know why we even have him on this team right now i like yeah i have shown so much frustration with paul de on my twitter and everywhere else but i mean it is what it is but i think mason Wynn, you know if he has a good first half of his trip if, if he gets called up which i'm assuming is probably what's going to happen uh with the triple a memphis cardinals that i'm assuming He's probably going to get called up, you know, mid-August, late August, early September, maybe, possibly. I don't know. I'm I'm indifferent. I I like the idea of him starting the season in AAA, but I would almost venture to say he'll start in AA just because I, I feel like I read a lot about um, AA being where stars are made. You know, if you can if you can swing it in AA, you're you're going to swing it in the big leagues. AAA is more for uh, guys, you know, fringe guys who are trying to make it into the big leagues or, or rehab or, or anything like that. Double A is where your true prospect pipeline goes. If you can stick it in double A, it's a pretty good indication that you're going to stick it in the big leagues. So I'd almost venture to say he'll start in double A in the beginning of the season. And those first two or three months are going to be a big telltale sign of, of how high the Cardinals are on him. Yeah, I mean, and also... You know, with spring training coming up, I mean, with everybody, with a lot of our big name players being gone for the WBC, I mean, that, that that's a time to show what he's got, what he can do over there at shortstop to kind 100%. of prove, hey, like I'm a, I'm I'm over here and I'm ready to play. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd I say think between Wynn him and. Between him and Paul DeYoung, those are going to be your two your two shortstops during spring training that they're really going to put a lot of uh, time and effort in on. So Paul I'm excited DeYoung to watch. Hit 480. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I watched a video of him hitting the other day, dude. He's he's he lost the he, leg kick. Yeah, he I, looks I seen good. That he totally converted to something else, which is good. That's what he's got to do if he wants to stick I it. Hope. I'm. Totally fine with him changing everything. If he wants to start hitting left-handed, if it's going to get you on base, go for it. He might as well have hit left-handed that second half. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. But, but uh, that is uh, Mr. Mason Wynn, which leaves us with our final prospect, which we are going to do together because we are both very big uh, fans of his, Mr. Jordan Alexander Walker. The chosen one. The chosen one. The man who's going to bring the Cardinals 
to the promised land for years to come. And I really hope that he continues to tear up the minor league circuit. And when his time comes to be in the big leagues, he's ready. Jordan Walker kind of looked like a, a young Morgan Freeman. I could see it a little bit. I like uh, whenever you hover over his picture on uh, mm-hmm. on baseball reference, his first one is smiling. And then if you hover over it, it's more serious in the Springfield uh, uniform. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a 6'5", 220-pound, uh, originally a third baseman. But the Cardinals, with locking up Nolan Arenado for the rest of his career, are probably going to transition him into one of those corner outfield positions. I even, I, he even played a little bit in center field last season, too, in the minors. Yeah. That's um, I mean, yeah, it's it's good to be a utility guy, um, but I don't see them yeah. really slotting him in at shortstop or second. But you know, I I definitely could see him getting some legitimate playing time at those corners and and DHing and and obviously if Goldie sticks around for for longer than what his contract is, you know, I could I could definitely see him transitioning fully to the outfield. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jordan Walker, he's just one of those players that you could just probably put anywhere, honestly, and he's going to strive. Right. I mean. He is the Baseball baseball America number four prospect, Major League Baseball number four prospect. Baseball prospectus has him at number two. Number two Mm. overall. Mm. That just, that gets me excited. It, it's. I don't think we've had this hyped of a prospect since Oscar Tavares. No, probably not. I mean, um, I not that I can not nothing none that really stand out to me. Um, Liberator got can up. You imagine there for a this. Bit. This this Springfield twenty two team is absolutely just bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun uh, to live in Springfield. Big time. That, we should try and make it down to a Springfield Cardinals game this year. Yeah, I bet we can. Yeah, we. I bet we can get some interviews too. Yeah, I that'd be we sweet. Really we need, I'm gonna write that. I'm gonna write that down. That's a good idea. I'm gonna add that to the good idea file. But, um, I mean, yeah, but besides what? like Dylan Carlson, Nolan Gorman, you know, uh, those are a couple more prospects that that were pretty hyped. Um, you know, once once they were in our system, but I I I would say. Jordan Walker is by far the the most hyped prospect we've seen in a very long time. So I'm excited to see him swing it. You know, I, I think it's going to be really exciting to watch him play in spring training this year. Um, Zach, hit me with his 2021 stats. I've got some I've got some interesting stuff for 2022 to share. Uh, so if we're talking Palm Beach, he hit 374. Uh, 475 OBP, 687 slugging, and ladies and gentlemen, a one daughter, 162 OPS. That is elite. That, is, that yeah, that's insanity. It's what that is. A one daughter. I think one. that's really when we started hearing about him. I I think he was uh, that after putting up that those numbers and getting called up after 27 games to uh, high A. I think that's really when we started hearing about this Jordan Walker character. Yeah, he's uh, 
he he is a, a, a crazy just super athlete on the field too. Like, Watching him track down fly balls is something it's of art. It's effortless. He's, he glides. He's pretty. He's a pretty quick dude for as big as he is. Um, he didn't run a whole lot um, in his first season until he got to Peoria. But I mean, he he stole thirteen bags in his first his nineteen year old season in twenty twenty one. Hit me with those Peoria stats. Oh, those were his, oh oh his Peoria stats. He hit two ninety two. Uh, 344 OBP, 487 slugging, an 837 or 831 OPS. So, I mean, a little bit of a transition for him, but I mean, still, I mean, those are solid he's numbers. Still, he's still above average in almost every every category. He, he, he continued his success when he got called up to the next level. Yeah, he, I mean, I mean, you gotta also remember this kid's 19. At that time, yeah, yeah. Well, and even I don't know many, that, I mean, I don't know I don't, too many nineteen-year-olds hitting, you know, three hundred plus as a in the big leagues. Well, not big leagues, but in a big league organization. Look at it this way, Zach. Could you imagine going straight from high school to low A ball and batting probably just as well, if not better? against major or minor league pitching, you know, if he was facing guys that are also top-level prospects in other organizations, he's not facing scrubs. You know, A-ball is, um, you know, the tra- the starting point for all of these top-level prospects. So he's facing dudes and still putting up crazy numbers that you'd see in a high school career. Yeah, and A-ball was – a lot different from my high school ball. I can't even imagine yeah. what the transition, what the transition to major league organization is. And then to continue it at Peoria too, right afterwards is, is pretty impressive as a 19 year old, but going into that 2022 season, he was um, the number 24 uh, baseball America prospect, the number 30 major league prospect and the number seven baseball prospectus prospect. So he was already getting some some recognition and some hype for a season he had, but the season he had last year, I, I would say is even more impressive than his Palm Beach stats. I mean, he played in uh, roughly 119 games, had about uh, you know 461 at bats, but 141 hits, uh, 31 doubles, 19 bombs, 68 ribbies, uh, and an OPS of 898 while also stealing 22 bags and playing new positions. That is something you can't overlook with this kid is that he didn't just put up these numbers. He did that while also transitioning to those corner outfield and center field positions. That's very hard to do. Yeah, especially when you're edging closer to big league status. Like Transitioning from the position that you were drafted in and that you're you're pretty much like that's what you've been doing your entire life is playing that one position and being the most elite at it and then you know you get to double a and then they're like yeah well we want you to play outfield now and he's like all right and then he goes out there and he just is i mean he looking like an all-star 
he was a he was a chip in in a dip the size of Texas. You know, he he yeah. put up big numbers where he was, um, you know, contributing at a high level while also learning other positions. You know, I, I think for that alone, it's it, you look at like Bryce Harper, right? He was a catcher in high school, played a lot of of games at catcher, and and when he realized his career wasn't going to be as long lasting. They had him start transitioning to that outfield in high school and in college. So he had that um, transitional period way before he was even in the majors. So whenever you come into a team that is expecting you to learn this new position so that you're not in a log jam at that same position, it's it's tough to do. You know, he's a he's a generational athlete as far as what he's able to contribute to the team. So. You know, I'm excited to see what his 2023 looks like. I, I obviously think if he's not on the big league team, he's going to be your everyday left fielder in AAA. He's probably going to put up very similar numbers to what we've seen, and he's going to make it very hard for the Cardinals front office not to put him on that major league team, which is what we want. Do you think he Do you think he goes to AAA, or do you think he just goes straight from Springfield to I I think that all hinders on how his spring training goes. I think that's going to be a very big factor. And, you know, it's also going to be a big factor of how everyone else is performing. Your best ability, your best ability is availability. And if he puts himself in the right position to contribute to the big league squad, I don't see any reason why they, they keep him in the minors. Yeah, we need a uh, man. I wish we were going to spring training. We could we could get like some real good Carlson Walker vibes out there, you know. Yeah. Uh, seeing yeah, what just, those two, we, what the, we how would they sit talk behind the dugout. We would sit behind the dugout and just yell at the front office. I think. I think we yeah. would just yell at the dugout the entire time. Hey, get the young out of yeah. there. Yeah, that would be exactly. I would. That's probably <laughs> actually I'd probably show up with a shirt that says just DFA DeYoung. DFA DeYoung. Uh yeah. Jordan Walker 2023. Uh, Dylan starter. Carlson. Dylan Carlson revenge season. I'm <laughs> down with all of those hashtags. So all of our fans out there listening, start tweeting it out. I'll put it on a jersey. I love it. I love it. You have any other tintillating stats to share, Zach? He's got that dog in him. That's all I know. I love it. That's a, that's all you need. That's that's the perfect bow on on the uh, the prospect deep dive. Um, obviously, we went through the Queen's Gambit on that. So uh, the mm-hmm. best way to decompress from all of that would be to hop right into our top three. Yeah, love it. Well, we and before sales. we do that, yeah, before we do that. Um, Let's shout out our socials again. We need everyone to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, and, and also, again, we, we want to hear from you guys. This is for you guys. Um, you know, we're obviously doing this for ourselves because we enjoy it. But we want to involve as many Cardinals fans as possible. So that's why we set up this email for Cardinals fans to send uh, questions and, and anything, insight, whatever that is. But um, that email is Bush League Cards Pod at gmail.com. Once again, that is Bush League Cards Pod at gmail.com. Zach, 
hit them with the social media. Uh, Instagram is Bush League Official underscore. Um, and then Twitter will be Bush underscore League Pod. So follow us on our socials. My uh, personal Twitter is Dalt M Tomp, D A L T M T H O M P. And Zach, hit him with your Twitter handle. Twitter handle be Zachary Ashby and the number eight. That is Zachary Ashby eight on Twitter. All right, let's hop into our top three. Uh, we're keeping it very prospect heavy, as we said at the beginning of the broadcast. Um, so after running through that Queen's Gambit, let's hit him with the top three biggest hyped prospects that we can remember um i feel like i i feel like i won that last draft i'm just a little biased obviously we'll let, <laughs> we'll, let the, uh, we'll let the fans decide but i'm feeling generous zach why don't you take the number one pick give me your one one the one one will be anthony reyes anthony reyes or alex reyes because if you're taking anthony reyes then this this opens up a big door. Oh, do we have a certain time that we're that we're doing this? Like a certain? No, we can. It's from it's from any time. Are we taking Anthony Reyes or Alex Reyes? I just Anthony need to. I need Reyes, to Anthony Reyes. Two thousand three. He was drafted. Um, I remember but, uh, Anthony Reyes. Yeah, he um, was not. He was he was hyped up, and then uh, in two thousand seven, he ended up having a zero and eight record with a six oh eight ERA. Yeah, he is, was he was tough to watch after that uh, initial call up. I remember Anthony. You want to know something funny? There's two two tidbits I have to share with you about Anthony Reyes. You just unlocked like another part of my brain that I didn't know I had access to. Number one, I met Anthony Reyes in spring training in 2007, the 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 year that he had that that very very no good, dirty rotten bad season. I met yeah. him at spring training. I got his autograph. Super nice guy, but one thing that caught my eye with him with we went to a couple of different games, but he gave his jersey away at both of those games. I don't know if it's like a, a normal thing to do. But he was just a very kind guy. He would he would just he talk he'd take time and talk to fans and uh, he was very involved with everybody at the game. So that was one thing I really admired about him. And I stole his delivery whenever I was a very young child, a very impressionable young child. <laughs> I loved the way that he pitched. I replicated his windup. So that is a. Uh, that is a little tidbit I have to share about Anthony Reyes. When you said his name, I was like, I think he was meaning Alex, but no, I I fully remember Anthony Reyes. Yeah, it's crazy how like when we were young, we just like mimicked baseball. Like, I remember probably on a little, on a field, every, like not every, even football. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody had Albert Pools a stance, right? You know, the high bat the bat far back the you know open or like wider stance but yeah but uh yeah anthony, anthony reyes, is my pick. reyes that's a that's a fantastic pick 
Great, great pick. Great one one. You probably could have you you could have saved that for the for the third round. I don't think I would have pulled that one, but uh, great pick. Oh, it's a good pick. Since uh, since you specified Anthony, I'm gonna go with his brother, Alex Reyes. I'm just kidding. They're not brothers, but that is who I'm, I'm taking. Alex Reyes, one of the most hyped Cardinals prospects that I can remember. Um, he was drafted in. I don't think he was drafted actually. He was. A, I think he was an inter, international free agent uh, when they signed him. Mm-hmm. But he was. Uh, I remember him being a top prospect for a long time, um, getting a lot of hype, garnering a lot of attention, and then he just like. It was like nothing. He got called up in 2016, pitched a little bit. He started five games. Um, didn't didn't pitch too bad. I mean, it was something to look forward to. He had a well. He was kind of elite, honestly. Um, he had a 261 ERA plus, uh, a 1.57 ERA in 2016 when he was called up, four and one. Mm-hmm. And then he, I think he tore his labrum, or maybe that was his first stint of Tommy John. Um, and it all kind of went a little downhill from there. Um, I know he had a lot of injury riddled uh, time in the minors. He punched a wall and broke his hand. I remember hearing about that and keeping him out of the out of the, the league for a while. Um, he's a free agent right now too, which which mm-hmm. I don't know uh, I don't know why anybody hasn't taken that flyer on him, but it probably could be uh, brought back to his terrible injury history. He uh, pitched in 2018, one game. I think he got hurt during that game. Um, mm-hmm. It's only I remember that Dodger season. game. Yep. That, yep. That Dodger it. game will forever be just engraved into my mind. I just remember, I remember watching that game. Like I was at work, and I just vividly remember like muttering to myself, like, like don't put Alex Race in, please. Yep. Yep. They, they brought they brought him in, and I remember looking at Twitter. And, I mean, it was hundreds. Like, why did we do that? Like, why did right. you do, do that shit? He, like, he was obviously tired. He was obviously, like, not – he didn't want to be there. His body language was terrible. I remember that, too. I remember – that and, was a very dark day for, for Cardinals fans. Corey Taylor goes up there, and I'm like, he's going to throw him something just absolute meat. And yep. then See an you. absolute just dong. Yeah. Game over, series over, Dodgers go to the World Series. But, uh, yeah, that was tough. Um, but he had a really good 2021. He was an all-star. He uh, he kind of found his footing in the bullpen or as our closer. He had a 122 ERA+. Season before that, you know, he pitched in 15 games. He started one, but uh, that's when he really started uh, shining in the bullpen. He had a 133 ERA+, in, uh, you know, 15 games. But – I don't know. I he's he was definitely hyped. Uh, there's definitely a lot of talk around him. I think the Cardinals should bring him back in some some way, um, or I'd say they're probably sign him uh, a year. Yeah, I mean, just give him a, a non-roster invitee. You know, let him prove himself. I don't even know if he's ready. That makes me wonder. Maybe he's not getting 
maybe he's not getting signed because he isn't ready. Maybe he's still rehabbing. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the, the Martinez situation, the Carlos Martinez situation. He just kind of right. fell off, and people he, he didn't get invited or he didn't resign, and then just kind of waited a while. Giant signed him to a minor league contract, and then he just got caught with PEDs, and then I don't know yep. what he's doing now. But derailed. Yeah, just derailed. But we hope the best for Alex Reyes. I hope he's healthy. Um, and I hope someone takes a flyer on him. I think someone who takes a flyer on him is going to be a very successful team. Yeah, for sure. He's a good piece. He is. He's a good dude, too. Um, all right, Zachary, your second pick. Um, so I got a personal connection with this guy. I've met him a few times when he was a Cardinal. Uh, came to actually one of my basketball games in grade school. Uh, and that'll be oh? Colby Rasmus. Colby Rasmus, an excellent pick. He was a uh, he was supposed to be the chosen one. I think he was kind of in the same uh, the same boat as what where we we're kind of holding uh, Jordan Walker. Yeah, I mean he was he was uh, I mean he's just a tough out, good right fielder, and then. Um, was that like 2008? 2008? He played. He played a lot of center field. He got called up in 2009. Um, hit pretty well. He. I think he started the season in the big league squad. He finished eighth in rookie of the year voting. But um, you know his peripheral stats weren't excellent. It was a lot of counting stats. But um, yeah, I, I remember. I remember him being very, very, um, very, very hyped when he was coming up. Yeah, and, um, you know, after he got traded to Toronto, I believe was yep. what we traded him. And then, yep. like, I, maybe I heard about him for a season, and then I just – he just kind of disappeared. But – He was in that trade that we sent to Toronto where we got, like, all of their old people. We got Octavio Dotel, Edwin Jackson, Corey Patterson, and Mark Zepchinski. Oh, man. Scrabble. He's a good follow. He's a good follow. Yeah. Yeah. He was a. <laughs> I he was a good. Uh, Colby Rasmus was good for a season with the Cardinals, um, and then we traded him, and he kind of fell off the face of the earth. He had very yeah, average I mean, season. That, Toronto. It's just uh, one, one good one with Houston. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just kind of. That's just how baseball is, though. You know, like, you know, you have a few good seasons and then something bad just happens and now you're just totally off. And then right. some some people just can't recover from it. Um, but it's just – I mean, just he got paid. He made, he made $47 yeah. million. I mean, he the dude got paid. He, he had a, you know, a pretty successful 10-year career. So he's getting that MLB pension. So shout out Colby Rasmus. Yeah. He's got a nice head of lettuce though too. Yeah, I remember that. that. He had some he had some lettuce on him. But that was yeah. a good pick. That was a really good pick. Uh he was definitely on my board. I think I probably would have taken him. Um but my second pick is somebody who needs no introduction, Mr. Shelby Miller. 
God dang it, that's who I was gonna take. Dude, I remember those first like I wanna say his like first three starts of the or maybe it wasn't the first three starts, but there was a good like four or five start run in twenty thirteen where he, he took like a no hitter into like the eighth or ninth inning. Um, a couple times he finished third in rookie of the year voting in 2013, uh, 15 and nine. He had an ERA plus of 122. Um, and then he just kind of, he kind of fizzled out, uh, 2015, he was an all-star. Uh, he lost 17 games with the, uh, Braves after we traded him. Uh, I think he was in that, um, who do we get for, or who do we send him over there for? We traded him to the Braves. No, no, no. We traded him to yeah. He was in that Jason Hayward trade. Right. That's how we got Jason Hayward. I remember that. And then he was turned around the next year from the Braves to the Diamondbacks, which uh, got them Ender Siakte and Dansby Swanson. Hmm. So that ended up being a very valuable piece for the Braves and the Diamondbacks. Butterfly flag. Butterfly flag. Yeah. He doesn't have good seasons with the Cardinals. Dansby Swanson's probably a uh, Diamondback. That's scary. I think he just signed uh, I think he just signed a minor league. Yeah. He's in the Dodgers organization now. So he's still kicking it. Love to hear it. Yeah, he's grinding. Good for him. Shout out Shelby Miller. You know something crazy? He's married to a girl um, in a town that was very near where I grew up, in Eminence. He like was at volleyball Ooh. games of her little sisters all the time. That's probably the biggest thing that come to Eminence. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, it was uh, very <laughs> random. But, uh, yeah, shout-out Shelby Miller. Very, very hyped prospect at one point. I do remember that. All right, Zach, hit me with your third pick, your final pick. This might be a shock. Oh? All right. I'm going to have to go with Dan Heron. Dan Heron. Was he a Cardinals prospect? He was a Cardinals prospect, and then he was traded for one of my, one of my favorite pitchers to ever come through the Cardinals organization, Mark Mulder. Yeah, he was sent to uh, he was sent to Oakland. Yep, Oakland. He was a Cardinals I prospect. I love Mark Mulder. He was traded a lot. <laughs> I'm he, looking he at his night- transaction history. It's yeah. crazy. It's like eight eight teams. Dan Heron. That is crazy. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. Eighteen career. But yeah, he was uh, he was in trade for Mark Mulder, but um, he he had nineteen starts with the Cardinals. I mean, not a very good nineteen starts. I mean, he was only twenty four. Um, he had a four eight five ERA with the Cardinals, so, but he was a Cardinals prospect, and with Dan Heron getting traded to the Oakland A's, kind of 
brought one of my favorite pitchers over. So thank you, Dan Heron. Shout out Dan Heron. He was a three-time All-Star, finished in the top seven of Cy Young voting twice. Um, mm-hmm. Played a season for the Cubs, and that's how everyone remembers him, which is, is kind of funny in my opinion. <laughs> so shout out Dan Heron. That's a good pick. He was pretty hyped, too. I remember uh, yeah. someone was talking. I, I listened to part of my take a lot, um, and, and he's on there pretty often. So uh, I hear a lot of his stories. He's a he's a funny guy to listen to. Yeah. Pinty's pretty Shout funny. out Dan Heron. So for my final pick, um, I, I'm in between a couple different guys. Um, I could go a little, uh, a little close to home. I could, uh, I could hurt some feelings. I, I think I'm going to. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna pick this guy. I, I like this guy a lot. He's still with the Cardinals, uh, and time will tell if he's too hyped. But I'm gonna go with Mr. Jack Flaherty. Oh boy, he was. I remember hearing about him for a long time before he got called up. Um, obviously, he was called up in his age 21 season. Uh, he was drafted. Um, he was drafted out of high school in 2014. Um, he's a part of that illustrious uh, Harvard-Westlake class with uh, Lucas Giolito and Max Fried. So that uh, if, if anybody doesn't know that story, go look it up. It's crazy. Jack Flaherty, mm-hmm. Max Fried, and uh, Lucas Giolito were all high school teammates, graduated high school together, uh, got drafted the same year together, I think. I think Max Fried maybe was a year after, but – Either way, all three of them were a part of the same high school. So imagine pulling up to a baseball game, and those are uh, the three the three guys that you could be facing. Yeah, Take isn't that pick. crazy how that You're works? Because <laughs> Bryce Harper was the same way. Bryce Harper and Joey Gallo, and there was a third Chris, one too. Chris Bryant was in the same town. Or they Chris, grew up in the same city in Las Vegas. I think they were like rival yeah. high schools. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's crazy. But um, yeah, with Jack Flaherty, I mean, yeah, I remember hearing about him a lot as well, and um, it's just a it's just a shame he get he just gets the injured bug. It seems like he's been injured for most of the time he's pitched, which really stinks time. because that 2019 season was so electric. Where yeah, he, went uh, nine and zero, oh. finished finished fourth in Cy Young voting. Um, yeah, like you said, he, he, the second half of his season was unlike anything I've ever seen. He ended the season, led the league in whip, uh, led the league in hits per nine. Uh, he even finished 13th in MVP voting and, and didn't, even, didn't even crack the top three in Cy Young. So, you know, he, uh, he obviously hasn't quite found his uh, footing as far as health goes since then. We want to see him succeed. We want to see him be the pitcher that we know he's capable of being. But like I said, your best ability is availability. So if he can stay healthy, yeah. I think he is going to be a, uh, a very, very good baseball player. And I hope it's for the Cardinals. Yeah. He's just, he's just competitive. I yep, think he's a fiery I think dude. What, yeah. It, it's like his competitive, his competitiveness and his pride are 
it's something that they just battle each other and he just wants he wants to go out there and compete and he he i mean i'd be angry too if i had a bad shoulder injury the last what three years yeah three or four years he just you know, hasn't looked I'd the same when he was out when he was pitching in 2021 he he threw in uh he had 15 starts but it just his his stuff never like it just never looked the same you know it never it never was um as sharp it nothing it really his fastball didn't have as much life on it um but i i think he's going to be i think this is jack flaherty revenge season and i don't even think it's for any reason other than we know he wants to get paid and he's probably not looking to get paid by the cardinals but mm -hmm. i hope to be wrong i hope i'm wrong i hope he wants to stay a cardinal so Shout out Jack Flaherty, um, hopefully Cardinal legend. Yeah, I mean, can't hate on him. He's still got a chance. I mean, he's, he's got a chance. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see him come out, you know, win 12, 13 games, get re-signed with the Cardinals, and everything's better, you know. But right, just ha we'll just have to see how it goes this year. Lock him up. Lock him up. Put him up. Put him on like a four-year deal. Let him prove everybody up on these one-year deals. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. I mean, uh, my thing with him is he's 27 now. Um, he'll turn 28 during the season, I think. Uh, his, no, he'll turn 28 at the end of the season. So he'll be 28 going into free agency. Sign him for two, three deal, three, two or three-year deal. Let him really enter into his prime and let him get paid then. That's fine. Let us have three good seasons out of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that concludes the podcast. Zach, any final thoughts? Uh, shout out to James Nail's birthday. Sorry you got DFS. Yeah, happy birthday, James Nail. Today is February 8th. Um, brutal, brutal day on Twitter. Um, that's, that's brutal. You get a shout out from your team for your birthday, and five hours later you are designated for assignment. <laughs> And got overruled by a left-handed Kansas City pitcher. Yeah, that's a yeah. tough, tough, uh, tough way to celebrate. But shout out James Nail. Good luck. I hope he. I, I'm hoping he DFA's and and we turn him into a non-roster invitee. He was exciting to watch. I think he grew up in Missouri too, so mm -hmm. we always root for the hometown guys. But that concludes the podcast. Thank you for listening. Shout out all of our fans. Shout out my fiance. Uh, I forgot to shout her out um, the last two episodes. So shout out to her. Um, thanks for supporting. And if Zach, if your mind is clear and your heart is full, we'll we're out of here. See Let's you. Do it.